the Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer, and Daniel. Yeah. It is the doldrums. <laughs> yes. In what way? Can you be more specific? Well, here we are. It is currently, as we record this, January 26th. Wow. We are in a bit of a blank spot on the theatrical release slate. I would say so, yeah. You know, Scream came out a week and a half ago. Yeah, still thinking about it daily. There are, I believe, no new releases upcoming this weekend. No. Wide releases, anyway. Wide releases, sure. So, with that in mind, Mm -hmm. what better time? than to look at the year ahead of us. Oh, man. It's late January. It's time to project the next 11 months of movie releases, baby. Of course. I mean, it's a beautiful time, really. You know, we're sort of in this uh, this in-between zone. You know, we're, we're in award season. The Oscars are on the horizon. But it's already time to look at Are they? No. The Oscars are truly not for two more months. <laughs> Isn't that insane? It is. And why? Who decided it should know. be this late? I don't know. Two more months. It. Just, I mean, the nominations aren't for like three more weeks. Just. Well, well, put we, me in charge. The Oscars should be on New Year's Eve. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> no. Andy and Anderson could host the Oscars. Oh, that'd be fun. Who the fuck has seen any of these movies? (laughs) It's Andy Cohen. Drunk Andy Cohen hosting the Oscars. That'd be fun. No, it wouldn't. Okay. Um, So before, so today, uh, longtime listeners of the podcast will might remember that the pilot episode. Wow. We call it the pilot. I think we would call it the pilot episode of the Popcorn Boys. Did yeah. Was the most anticipated movies of 2021. You know, looking back, interesting place to start. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Now, so, uh, to celebrate the one-year anniversary of that episode, it's not not the one year. No, I was going to say, no. It came out in, like, May. Yeah. But here we are. It's January. It's time to look at the year ahead. Of course. So we are going to be ranking our most anticipated movies of 2022. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, as always, we will be... Double dipping. I have, box to, turn. Office I have to turn this off. We're, we're, we're trying to watch a hockey game at the same time, and I keep getting distracted. I'm turning it off. Wait, it's, it's intermission. I, I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's bad enough that I keep looking. We're turning it off. Best of luck. Goodbye, NHL on TNT. Can you imagine these four dopes thinking that they could be like Charles Berkeley? <laughs> Paul Bissonette, you are mean? not Shaq. <laughs> okay, bye. Sorry. Best of luck to your Bruins. Well, I was enjoying that. But Best of luck to your <clears throat> Bruins. All right. We will start with the it's 20. It's so dark in here now. Anyway, I sorry. know. That was part of the reason I wanted the TV on. Oh. Here we are. I'll try to squint at my Oh, I can turn it back dark on. Here. I'll turn it back on. No, I'll turn the light on. Okay, fine. You That's va- not going to do that much good if you turn that light on over there. Though. False. Okay. Vamp for 12 seconds. Um, okay, so we each picked five movies. Um, oh, we're going into box office, but you didn't say that we picked five movies. Okay, you failed. Uh, we are going okay, to Okay, that was the... great. You told me to vamp, I vamped. 
You can't even do it. I go to the bathroom and you're like, I'm too nervous. You go to the bathroom, first of all, four times a show. Okay. And for, I'm sorry. For three and a half minutes. It's called a problem with my body. <laughs> all right. So the 2022 box office challenge recap this year. We're starting with that one because that's the boring one because only one movie's out so far. Scream. Yeah, boring for you because you're already losing Team by a lot. Daniel. Uh, what's interesting is currently oh, no. the 2021 box office challenge is closer isn't than that, the 2022 now, isn't box that office wild. challenge. So right now, Scream has made a little over $53 million so far. A successful ah! first release for Dan- Team Daniel. But <clears throat> I guess I'll tell you what. I like scary movies. Death on the Nile is coming when soon. When on earth does that come out? I want to say February 11th. Are we going to see that? Oh, yeah. Should we do a pool? Ooh, that's a good idea. Who? That's some content. Who? <laughs> yeah, we need some in the next yeah, all right. couple yeah, months. Yeah, that's a good idea. Table that. We'll discuss later okay. for uh, our Death on the Nile episode. <laughs> Here's another question. Should... I love Army. Love to see Army back. <laughs> love to see Army Hammer back. Should we... Uh, well, watch, I believe, in your case, and rewatch, in my case, the other Murder one. Murder on the Orient Express? I'll tell you what. I saw the movie in theaters. I could do a pool for that one, too. I, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea who died, Never seen who it. was the killer. Never seen it. So we should watch that and do a pool for that, even though I've seen it's it. It's very interesting that Kenneth Branagh is out here trying to win Best Picture and Best Director <laughs> while having to also promote a movie starring army i eat people hammer and gal imagine godot <laughs> gal oh, our cleopatra's gonna be different godot gal the evil queen in the snow white reboot i mean godot. there isn't there isn't enough time to get into this you snow don't want white. to talk about the snow white discourse no i mean <laughs> god bless i mean <laughs> listen the snow white discourse peter dinklage uh sort of came out this week saying that he doesn't think that Disney should be remaking a movie called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Some, I will say, I had never thought about it for a second. That had well, never even struck me as being... What he was specifically doing was calling out the hypocrisy of, of Disney trying to... Uh, yeah. you know, casting a Latina actress as Snow White, Rachel Zegler from West Side Story new superstar on the horizon but then like still going yeah, forward she's already blown that bag i would say there huh? she's already blown that bag that's not a saying but i'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry pardon my confusion she's though. already blown that bag yeah <laughs> the black the bag the black the black it's bone so he was calling them out for trying to be you know progressive in that sense he's like but you're still doing a movie about these dwarves. stereotypical dwarfs yeah Anyway. Can you name the seven dwarves? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, here we go. Doc. See, wouldn't have gotten that one. Well, that's why I started with him. Because he doesn't have... Docky. The only one that I doesn't call have an E sound. <laughs> All right, so we got Doc. We got Dopey, Sleepy, Grumpy, Happy. Uh, oh, only two more. Bashful and... <laughs> Do you know? Do you know any of them? I maybe would have gotten two. You're going over. The, it. What's the other one? When you hold really on, hold on. sit Doc, down and think about the names. Doc and Bashful, and then there are five with the so happy, grumpy, sleepy, dopey, and uh, uh, I, I I don't have it. I'm gonna have to look it up. 
Dirty. <laughs> Dirty. Sneezy. Sneezy. I got it before I got it before I started looking it up. Sneezy. When you really sit down and think about the names of these dwarves. Which one would you be if you were to be cast? I as... think we all know that I would be sleepy. <laughs> no, you'd be Dopey. Um... Wait, run through run through them again. Doc, bashful, dopey, sleepy, sneezy, dirty. It's not, it's not Rudolph, the, Chancer, rumpy. Prancer, on Dixon, be, on you'd Rudolph. You probably be Doc. Dixon, Blitzen. Vixen. Oh, who named them? Santa. Did the same person who named the the elves? Dasher, the elves. Dasher Dancer. On Donner, on Blitz. Donner, Blitzen. Who named the Comet who? Cupid Prancer? Did I say Prancer already? I don't think you Where did. Where does Prancer come in? Is Prancer a reindeer? Yeah. The gay one? <laughs> Obviously. They got the gay reindeer. He's prancing around. What do you think? Who's the gay elf? Bashful. Bashful. Elf. elf. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> it should be it should be elves. Listen, Christmas is on the brain. Snow White and the seven elves. <laughs> Bashful is the gay dwarf. <laughs> All right, he's yeah. We have a son. He's a little bashful. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you trying to say? <laughs> anyway. All right. So, Scream has made fifty-three million dollars. Great. Love closer that. than. Thank you for everyone. Spoiler who alert! It. It's closer than the current standings. Oh, sorry. It's less close. Yeah. So the opposite. What's that word? Far. Farther. It's there's more of a deficit. <laughs> um, bigger bigger 2021 box office challenge standings yeah in first place it's team daniel yeah baby one billion eight hundred sixty nine million two hundred ninety three thousand nine hundred thirty nine dollars second place yeah it's team kyle it's a uh, drum roll one billion when there's two eight hundred thirty million $78,772, which means the current difference is $39,215,167. We are under 40, folks. Man. The difference is under 40. Doesn't feel good. Shouldn't. Man, with all no. the shit you talked. <laughs> Me? Never. Look, and does it help to have a movie making... 500 million plus more than any other movie this year? Yeah, yeah of course. Yes. But uh, you said it was a bad pick when I took it. Nope. No, I didn't. I what I are you talking about? I think I have an audio uh, I clip never of you saying that. in my life said that Spider-Man was a bad pick. Quite the opposite, my friend. I said that there was a clear number one last year and it would have been Spider-Man. I would have taken it had I had the first pick. Right, everyone, do the honors of selecting first... Really? Yes, I'm going for it. Oh, okay, okay, you're not. Okay, this is great news for me. I think you're making a huge mistake. A huge mistake? Yeah. Can you turn this off? Pause this! <laughs> That's the entire clip. You didn't say it was a bad pick. You said it was a bad idea to choose first in the draft. And actually, that's even more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because sure. if you had your second overall pick, which was Top Gun, I believe. Top Gun, Maverick, yes. You would have won this contest weeks yeah, ago yes handedly yes 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 okay well well and we, so we, we all make mistakes I, I almost forgot about this we have some news about the 2022 oh box my god i forgot about this too you know yeah. i have a lot to say about this so i we already um 
discussed on a previous episode that one of my draft picks, uh, Turning Red, the Pixar movie, has already been yanked. Uh, so I'm dipping into my backups. Turning Red was supposed to come out February le- or March 11th. Moving uh, to Disney Plus. Going straight to Disney Plus, so it's not getting a theatrical release, so it's bumped off my team. Since last week, big news, Mission Impossible 7 has been removed from its September 30th release date. It's been pushed to, I believe, the spring, maybe May of 2023. You know, Team Daniels pick the 13th overall draft pick, Mission Impossible 7, out of the competition, and we're not even out of January. You so, know, I know. Uh, the sev- the 13th and the 18th selections in this year's draft have already been removed, and we're not even a month in. You know, sometimes I, I, I think about karma, right? I think about karma. Does it exist? Who is karma? What is karma? I spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about how I do think Tom Cruise should be in prison. I st- stand by that. I think he should be in prison. I think he is a criminal, and I think he is a bad, bad man. Now, He's bad to the bone. Did I draft Mission Impossible? Absolutely. Did it make me feel terrible when I did it? I felt like a absolute traitor. And honestly, this is what I get. This is what I get yeah, for putting some stock in Tom Cruise. No, it is. I, 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 this is also what you get for stealing Top Gun Maverick for me, from me. Wait so, till that gets moved again. I mean, this is what I get for picking a Tom Cruise movie. I... I I, I have earned this, and I, I own up to it. I own up to it. It's it's my fault. This is what I get. <laughs> this is what I get. Yeah. So, great. Whatever. Honestly, happy. Should I play the rant? No. <laughs> we are happy. Employing. Is that you? I guess that's who you'd be. That That's your dwarf? <laughs> happy? You know what? Mission Impossible moving to 2023 makes me feel grumpy. <laughs> um... No, I'm actually I'm excited about this. The the biggest excited. Wow, what a twist! He's <laughs> trying to spin uh, one of his big movies really? being moved because out of the air. exciting. It, me picking Mission Impossible more than having it on my board was taking it off of yours. That the fact that you didn't get to have that moment was what it was all about, and so now I don't have to have it. I don't have to support a Tom Cruise movie. It's gone. It's this actually worked out perfectly. This is my yeah. This is what I wanted. This oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. What's my first backup? What I have to dip into? Uh, your first backup is "Don't Worry, Darling." Ooh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? I am worrying, darling. <laughs> All right, it's time. Wow, this is exciting. Box office recaps have been recapped. Yep. So there be- are parameters here that we should establish. Okay, hold on. Yes, uh, yeah, establish the parameters, go. So, we are doing our best here to pick movies that are relatively scheduled to come out in the year 2022. I don't know about you, but on my list, there are some that are rumored to be released in 2022. Looks like they will be, but some of these we just don't know. There's so many variables. These things are going to play at festivals. They don't even have distributors yet. Blah, 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 blah. We don't know what's going to happen with them. I think all mine have distributors. Do they? Mine don't. Um, so we're doing our best to to figure out movies that are going to come out this year. Like there are some that I thought about putting in my top five, but felt 
relatively uncertain that they were going to come out. Right. Um, and then we, you know, we will have to get to the elephant in the room. The elephant. Is that we did do this last year. Oh, yes. That's what I was getting to. <clears throat> so, uh, again, yeah, yeah, like you said, obviously we're doing this earlier than we did last year. We're doing it in late January. Last year we did it in mid-May. And even then, when we each made our list of five, so we revealed ten movies I mean, that we it, were most exciting about, two of our ten movies did not end up being released. It is funny that we were like, we just spoke for five minutes about how two big tentpole movies, well, I guess Turning Red will still be coming out. Right. Mission Impossible got moved. So not only could things be pushed, like, whatever, like... Some of this stuff might not happen. Yeah, it's chaos. I mean, it's absolute chaos. We've never lived in more chaos. <laughs> All right, I want to recap our picks from last year. We'll see how we did on what we anticipated. Uh, this versus is very exciting. How uh, they came out. <clears throat> so here were our number, f- our our fifth most anticipated movies. Okay, I picked Dune. You picked House of Gucci. Oh boy. <laughs> Our fourth most hey, anticipated. They both came out. They both came out, and they're in the awards they conversation. Well. And they're in the awards conversation. They did well. We saw them both Look in theaters. They I were mean, fun. I mean, this podcast really gives you some insight. I mean, you listen to this. I mean, how else well would you have known to see Dune and House of Gucci <laughs> if not for listening? You can tell to all your friends. You can tell boys. all your friends. You know, I knew about House of Gucci before anybody else. <laughs> oh, why? Why is that? Why is that, Mary? Well, I listen to the Popcorn Boys. <laughs> now, what's that? Oh, let me tell you. Exactly. My our fourth most anticipated. I had the French Dispatch. Oh, and you had Spencer. Okay, not bad. Pretty good. We're doing okay so far. This is good. Four for four. Third most anticipated. I mean, House of Gucci was bad, but go on. Oh no, no, no it wasn't. It Jared was. Leto for the Oscar. God, I'm rude for Ben Affleck for the fucking tender bar. <laughs> Don't even know the tender bar. Not even sure what that means. <laughs> Third most anticipated, I had The Tragedy of Macbeth. Wow. You had Annette. Okay. Eh. Solid. Eh. I liked Annette. Okay. Tragedy of Macbeth. I mean, listen, we're six for six for movies that actually came out and weren't, you know, Norbit. <laughs> Norbit is hilarious, by the way. Never seen the film. <clears throat> um... Here's where things fall off a little bit here. Oh, boy. Uh, I mentioned already that we had two movies that did not end up being released. Yeah. So our second most anticipated choices, uh, I had Top Gun Maverick. Oh, tough. Which, as we've previously mentioned, did not come out. You had The Power of the Dog. God! You want to talk about having vision. And I believe that ended up number one on your year-end list, did it not? That's, I mean, wow. Yes, it did. My second most anticipated movie of the year was my favorite movie of the year. Oh. Wow. Well, hmm. I wonder if Look that... at what the show can do. And our most... Yeah, we don't have to discuss number one. Our most anticipated, uh, much like what you were just talking about there, my most anticipated was Licorice Pizza. Oh, wow. Look, That's right. You went one... Yeah, one to one. At the time, it was titled Soggy Bottom. Better title. But uh, Licorice Pizza ended up as my number one movie of the year. Wow. Look at that. Your number one... Was the Northman. <laughs> the Northman? I mean, I don't know why I'm laughing. As the Northman, if, as unfortunately, if I could did, have projected did not this, come okay? out. As if I could did have not projected this. Now, uh, I don't know if you adhere to this, but uh, since we're talking going. about Top Gun Maverick and the Northman being on our list last year, did we do the exact same thing? 
I'm just saying I did not put them on my list this year. Okay, so my fifth most anticipated movie of the year is The North. <laughs> <laughs> I kept Top Gun Maverick off my list because I was like, all right, we're going to discuss here. I No, listen. I, but how could I not? My number one most anticipated movie of last year didn't come out, and now it's going to come out this year, and I'm not going to have it in my top five. I bumped it down. It's down to number five. All right. Well, then I'm going to rework my list and get Top Gun Maverick on there. No, please. We've talked about it enough. We've talked about it enough. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Whatever. Rework your dumb list. I have, I'm already, it's already reworked. I'm ready Fine. to go. You're, I mean, I wish people could see you just re- with a pen and paper as if we're, you know, living in the Stone Ages. Maybe someday. Did they uh, have paper in the Stone Ages? When was the pen invented? Unclear. Um, uh, so your number five is the Northman. Yeah, the Northman. Right, refresh everyone's memory. What is the Northman? I've seen. I'm sure many of you have seen the trailer now. The trailer is out uh, from Robert Eggers, who directed The Witch and uh, The Lighthouse, uh, an ensemble cast including America's Sweetheart Nicole Kidman, Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, comes out on April 22nd in theaters. It is coming. I mean, uh, there'll be another variant by then. Probably we'll, you know, we'll never see this movie. Um, but it's my number five. I, I will say that like what I dra- when I drafted, I guess we're sort of drafting. Sure. Um, when I picked it last year as my most anticipated, it was this, there obviously wasn't a trailer yet. We sort of knew the premise, but hadn't, there'd been some like pictures taken of people on set. Right. The trailer made a big splash. I thought it was good. It wasn't my favorite trailer of all time. I think I even said to you, I was like, it felt sort of like a... They tried to make a a trailer that was relatively mainstream for a movie that I think is actually going to be, be a lot weird, cooler weird, yeah. than it looks. Um, So the trailer tempered my expectations a little bit, but I'm still very excited for this. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, I think what... You're saying there's rise. They're trying Thank to. Thank you. I mean, a rare, a rare, a rare insight. Yes, I did it from a popcorn boy, a rare kernel. Remember that? Oh, that was a good one episode. Listen, I could go two? on some kernels. Two episodes. I could, I could go on some kernels today. I, maybe at the end. I, yeah, we may need some. I it's need a- to talk. Oh, I need to talk about Mel Gibson, but we can do that later. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's funnier, the fact that Mel Gibson. And Mark Wahlberg oh, so are starring in a studio movie together, you're or the fact now, that the still that came out for the movie is Mark Wahlberg with uh, Ash Wednesday ashes <laughs> on his forehead. I mean, it is—it's just perfect. It, it, it's just heaven on earth. I mean, oh, that it's good. just heaven on earth. I mean, what is it called? Uncle Stew or some stupid shit? Um, hang on, let me look it up. Unbelievable. Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg starring in a studio movie together that is coming out. You know, I think I'm... Father Stew. Father so even It's coming out April 15th. A week before The Northman. Oh, great double feature. Jackie Weaver also in it. Oh, Jackie. Oh, Jackie. Father Stew. I mean, could, could there be anything better? Based on the true life story of... Boxer turned priest. <laughs> Sony Pictures. Boxer turned priest. 
Rosalind Ross wrote and directed the faith-based movie, which will be released in theaters on Good Friday. (laughs) Father Stu tells the story of boxer-turned-priest Father Stuart Long in his inspiring journey from self-destruction to redemption. Along with Wahlberg, who plays the title character, and Gibson, the film features Jackie Weaver and Teresa Ruiz. Father Stu's journey from troublemaker to clergyman was inspiring to many, including me, said Wahlberg. Blah, blah, blah. Some more stuff here. Absolutely unbelievable shit. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. For Mel Gibson, anti-Semite abuser. All right, here's the Mel Gibson uh, oh, God. section of this Variety article. Now, I will say, if Mark Wahlberg does get naked as a boxer, I will be seeing it in the Da, 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 da. Gibson has largely been working on smaller indies and straight-to-streaming action Now, why is that? In the decades since making headlines for anti-Semitic and racist tirades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. However. No, no, nothing to see here. However, he's recently been appointed to write and direct the Warner Brothers film Wild Bunch, which is in early development. Direct Lethal Weapon 5, also for Warner Brothers, as well as headline a Stars TV series based on John Wick. <laughs> like, I don't. It's so beyond parody at this point. Cancel culture is out of control. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It's so absurd that it's hilarious. I'm crying laughing at this. That Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg are starring in a movie about a boxer turned into a priest. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, the picture is so good. <laughs> I need to see a, I need to see Mel in it, but... The photo, the photo they sent out for press purposes is Mark Wahlberg sitting on a porch with Ash Wednesday ashes on his forehead. <laughs> oh God! Uh, will we, this we will this make hell. my top five? I was gonna say actually, Father Stew is my the Northman bumped. <laughs> Father number Stew. five, Father Stew. All right, my number five. <clears throat> oh, boy. Uh. Oh, on my you? well, we'll do it after. But I wrote da- before we record. I wrote down my predicted top oh, five. For okay, you. yeah, we'll see but how there, you do. I left it over on the table. Oh, but. good. Yeah, nice job. Shut up. My number five. I hope it's going to come out this year. I think it will. Oh uh, wait, sorry. I'm not oh to interrupt my you. God, I know, but not to interrupt you. He says. But what are we doing? What What are we doing if something that you mention is also on my list? We vaguely um, talked about this before we started. <laughs> Just, uh... Do I shout it out? Do we say it? No. Okay. I don't know why or why not, but... Yeah, just... if, if one of your five most anticipated is one of my five, I'm doing something wrong with my life. Number five. The Killer. That's my number one. No. <laughs> uh, David Fincher. Heard of him. Directing a movie for Netflix. Heard of him? This heard movie stars Michael Fassbender. Ooh, heard of him for sure. Um, here's what I have as to what this movie is about. Uh, but honestly, David Fincher is directing a movie, and it's called The Killer. I know. That's automatically going to be on my top five. I know. And frankly, it should be higher than this, but there's a few movies that... Well, I'll, I'll describe my strategy later after I reveal my a list. A strategy? Yeah, for... For creating my most anticipated. Okay. All right. Uh, Fincher directs Michael Fassbender as a contract killer. 
Oh, I thought there was more to that. <laughs> I mean, frankly, that's oh, all yeah, I Oh, no, here it is. Um, it's an adaption of a graphic novel series of the same name about a killer for hire who experiences a psychological crisis. Yeah, I mean, I'm all in for this. I, I need a return to form from David Fincher. Mank was not my thing. I think I did famously say in this podcast, I thought Mank stank, but um, Mank was not uh for me necessarily uh, i'm ready for a sort of a david fincher modern crime noir whatever this is going to be it feels uh, like I'm, this is what this is going to be yes I, i'm ready for i'm ready for that so i i approve of this is this choice list. a little bit basic of course but uh, no it's not whatever it's it's a little bit basic yeah sure but hey that's fine you like what you like you like what you like, okay. exactly. Okay, I approve. I approve. All right, you're number four. Um, <laughs> my number four is a movie that can be uh, understood in terms of why it's on my list in uh, in five words, and those five words are, I'm sorry, there are six words. Oh my god. Hope one of them isn't math <laughs> or adding. Uh, and those six year, six words are Harry Styles plays a gay policeman. My number four is my policeman. <laughs> my policeman is the title? Absolutely. What is this? Well, I think I just said Harry Styles plays a gay policeman. I know, but I've never heard of this. Okay, well, you actually did say this title out loud to me maybe 40 minutes ago, and I think your words were, what is my policeman? <laughs> you were reading some list or something. Yeah, that checked And out. I, I bit my tongue. I was making sure I wasn't missing anything on my top I five. I bit my tongue. All right, I'm looking at it now. Premise. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, just take over. Set in the 1950s in Brighton, a gay policeman named Tom marries a school teacher named Marion. That was my grandmother's name. While being in a relationship with Patrick. Cool. A museum curator. The secret they share threatens to ruin them all. Okay. So listen, Harry Styles plays a gay policeman is the only thing I've ever cared about. Those okay. are my favorite six words I've probably ever heard. Now, a sentence I don't love is the following. Is the six words? I don't know. Directed by theater producer Michael Grandage. He is gay. Theater producer Michael Grandage? Yes. Well, here's I'm my on his pro- Wikipedia page right now. <laughs> is that the first sentence? He is gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering if they were doing a. I mean, we could get into a whole conversation about. We can actually about gay actors playing gay roles, but then we get into sort of talking about hairy sexuality. It's a whole. We can't get into that. Sure. Um. A yeah, bit no. troubling, Michael Grandage... Has he never done a movie before? He has. He directed the feature... This is why I'm a little nervous. Okay. He directed the feature film... Do you remember a film called Genius? I do not. And that is bad because let me list you the four stars of the feature film Genius. Please do. Colin Firth, Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, and Laura Linney. Ooh. And he directed that and... and no. We've <laughs> never heard of it. Interesting. Yeah. So I... I'm a bit hesitant on the credentials of uh, theater producer Michael Grandage, but I yep. am not hesitant about Harry Styles plays a gay policeman. 
Okay. This is a it's obviously a passion pick. I mean, Will you love see- policemen. <laughs> Well, hold on. I wasn't going to bring up this Lady Gaga, Jake Gyllenhaal interview. Oh, great. Yeah, did I'm sure you, you weren't. <laughs> did you see, like, God, it's, I don't, I won't have the proper context for it, but essentially Lady Gaga, she's talking about the guilty to Jake Gyllenhaal. Of course. She goes, it was actually really brave of you to, like, play a policeman, like, Ooh, in yes. these times or something. And it was like, first of all, Lady Gaga has seen the guilty? <laughs> You, you know she watched it the night before. She's like, Jake Gyllenhaal, recent movies? And she's like, oh, it's on Netflix. Perfect. Well, which one of these is streaming? <laughs> you think she watched Okja? <laughs> oh, anyway. I hope in order for her to kind of get some info about Jake, I hope she listened to the Popcorn Boys. Honestly, Jake the Jake episode. Gyllenhaal episode is right there for the taking for, I mean, for anybody. We God, we what, that, what does that mean? It's <laughs> right there for the taking, for anybody. No, go back and listen to oh, it if okay. you haven't. Oh, what an episode! Is will will we we'll be talking about Jake at all later? I don't know. Can you? Because I have more things. Whatever. Go on. You have more things to say? Yeah. Just what is he doing? All right. Well, let's get into it. My number four is ambulance. Really? Oh yeah, baby. Wow. The timing. We it's like, we don't even produce this. I know. God. If we had a producer, this podcast would actually be good. <laughs> Number four on Kyle's most anticipated. This is absolutely. I mean, this is anarchy. Ambulance. <laughs> this is anarchy. Ambulance uh, comes out April eighth. It is directed same, by same day as Uncle Stu. <laughs> <laughs> what a double feature! Uncle, father, father. Father's oh Stu. yes, amen. Yes, yes. Father. Father Stu, not Uncle. Wait, Stu. I would do that. No, I can't. I cannot give money to Father Stew. I will sneak into Father Stew. <laughs> but you can buy two tickets to Ambulance. Directed God, by I mean, Michael I need Bay. To support Jake in any way I can. I mean, I'll get into it here in a second. Look, this trailer has obviously been everywhere in recent over over. Yeah, it NFL has been playoffs. getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's popped up a few times. We. I'm sorry. Did we draft it? I did. Yeah. Okay. Feels like a good pick. Uh, that's what's fun about the draft it. like even we drafted what two weeks ago yeah and it was like ambulance i don't know and now in the two weeks since it was it's been the 30th like, overall pick it feels like ambulance has been everywhere oh it's gonna be it's huge. all over it's, it's all over the playoffs huge. is that trump shout out to everyone from uh, up the upstate new york area listening it's gonna be huge what is that? I forget his name. Uh, huh. it, was a, it was like a local, uh, it was like a Syracuse car dealership who had these iconic commercials mm. where he would end everyone by whatever the guy's name is. I think he died. Did he die? Syracuse. Syracuse huge guy. You're going to get whoever's playing center for the Syracuse basketball team this year. It's gonna be huge. Oh, he has in fact. Yeah, I, I, I would have gotten the name right. It's Billy Fusillo. Oh, COVID. He died in June. COVID. Hang on. Let me see. He only died at. He was 65 when he died. Oh, no. That's going to be sad. Uh, it says after months of declining health and battling a long term illness. 
So it doesn't feel like COVID. Oh, may he rest in peace. Poor Billy. Do you think he listened before he passed? Probably, yeah. Do you think anyone will ever listen to it's the Popcorn Boys huge. on their deathbed? Fusillo Auto Group. I mean, what better way to go than listening to the boys? What better way to go than listening to people yell about, uh, I don't know, Mel Peter Gibson. Rabbit. <laughs> um, okay, Ambu LA. How we, we have to figure out how to say this. Ambu LA Ints. Ambulance. Okay. Uh, so, look, Michael Bay. You know, some may say Michael Bay. You know, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Michael Bay. You know, some some may be fans, some may not. You know, he certainly had some misses. Um, he's he has indeed had some hits. However, he's had some. Well, he's had some box office hits. His last movie, Six Underground, on Netflix, was wow. one of the most insane movies I've ever watched. Didn't see the it. film? Didn't see the film? I enjoyed it. This one, however, is more like... Like, Michael Bay... Th- here's here's what's important here. Michael Bay thinks he's making heat with this movie. <laughs> and I'm in on that. Because either... One of two things are going to happen for Ambulance. Yeah. It's either going to be genuinely awesome. Not feeling that. Or it's going to be... Bad and funny. I hope it's one of the two. To me, it just looks mediocre. Okay. And it's I not going to be mediocre. Well, I don't know. I also think, I mean, these trailers that are being splashed everywhere, like, we... Look awesome, yes. They reveal the entire movie. Yes. I can tell you every single s- thing that happens in the film. A slight issue is, yes, they do, in fact, reveal but the entire what movie. I will say about Andy... But Jake Gyllenhaal... I'm not... We'll get to it. Michael Bay photographing Jake Gyllenhaal. Let's go. Michael, if nothing else... I mean... If nothing else... Sorry, finish your point and then we'll get back to well, no, it. We'll come back around. What I was going to say about Ambulance is... It really feels like in a blink of an eye, a movie like this is even struggling to exist in theaters. This sort of like... It's almost surprising big, that this is... Bodacious. Coming out with... It's a, I believe, universal... Yeah, it's a universal movie. It's almost surprising that it is this and not Netflix or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, like, that's you know, what I'm it's saying. like, wow, Universal outbid one of the streamers for the well, rest of Well, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, that's why I do hope you're right that it's either really good or really insane. Because I am, it's like, I'm excited to go. It feels weird to, like, oh, we get to go see Ambulance in theater. Like, well, that's the thing. It doesn't like, feel like these movies are right. here anymore. And thank God it is because this is like. Like when I watch Six Underground, is it's like it's literally a two-hour-long car chase or something. I don't remember anything about the movie. Underground? It's, it's action the whole time. There's a car chase underground. And watching that on Netflix, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't remember what happens. I think I think the Eiffel Tower might be involved. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I don't even I I don't remember the movie. But Ben Affleck? No. Um, what's the Affleck one? Ryan Reynolds. What's the after? Oh, you're thinking of um, that movie's great. Uh, wow, what was that called? I love that movie. Damn it, what's that called? Hang on. Michael Bay didn't direct that, right? Uh, Affleck film. Well, that was Netflix, right? Yes. Oh my god, this is taking too long. All right. Film, yes. Let's go. Here it is. Okay. It's uh, 
It was called Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier. Ah, so good. Ben Affleck, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, and Garrett Hedlund, and Pedro Pascal. Wow. Great movie. Hmm. Oh, I love I'd like it. to be stuck six underground with them. <laughs> the, only, there's only five of them. You could be the sixth. Oh, wait. That's not. Triple Frontier is the name of this movie. Yeah. Six Underground was the one with Ryan. But they're Ryan. all the same movie. Um, no, 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 no. No, they're one anyway, movie. Ambu- they were all actually on one set. We got Michael Bay directing Jake Gyllenhaal. And for anything you want to say about Michael Bay, and it has already been said, so don't bother. But. <laughs> Michael Bay knows how to make people look hot. Sure. He's clearly horny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, he has a long history of just, like, making people look good on film. And here we are. And now he's he's got Jake. Doesn't need to work real hard here. No, he does not. He's got Jake and Isaac Gonzalez and Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Yeah, all three of whom are absolute smoke shows. Yes. To the point where it's like, well, this is... Not believable. They're, might need they're to see way the, too good looking here. Might need to see this one alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, worst case scenario, we get a bad movie with hot people looking great. Yeah. And okay. it's going to be action-y. It's, it's, it's a heist movie. There's bank robberies involved. I mean, have you ever seen a movie that featured a bank robbery scene no. that wasn't at least no. fantastic? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I can't think of a movie. I can't think of a single one that has a bank robbery that's not at least fantastic. So that's the standard for Ambulance, number four on my most anticipated of the year list. All right, fair enough. I can't wait to see this. Oh well, my, I don't, I don't need. Imagine to go. putting this above David Fincher's movie. I, do, <laughs> I know. I don't need to go on a whole Jake diatribe here, but between this, we talked about this a lot in the Jake episode, but like now it's been announced that he's doing this. He's producing and starring in this thing. Oh, about yes. This boats. looks great. Okay, the premise for this. Hold on. No, I just don't care. What are you? How, this is. Oh, my God. You're just. I don't know. It feels like he's having like a midlife crisis. Why? Because he's doing action movies? Action movies are awesome. But they're not the ones that he's doing. Uh, Ambul Alliance is on my top five most You anticipated. put it there because you, th- you said it, you thought it might be terrible. It's going to be awesome. Whatever. Hold on. Where is the premise for that one that you sent me? I don't know. I'm trying to find it. Just Google search Jake Gyllenhaal career suicide? Question mark? Break him up. Yeah. No, yeah. Working with Michael Bay is always career suicide. <laughs> it literally is. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is struggling since since uh, Six Underground. Well, those don't count. John Krasinski. He's struggling since something about Benghazi. Oh, my God. Will Smith, he's had a tough time since Bad Boys, the biggest movie of 2020. Shia LaBeouf. Oh. Bad Boys 3. Michael Bay didn't direct it. Megan Fox. Oh. He treated her really well, though, so that's nice. Megs? Yeah. I call her Megs. Oh, God. Megs Machine. Are you still looking this up? Uh, This would take me two seconds if I picked up my phone. Well, perhaps you should. Okay, great. On screen and on stage. What? Uh, Wikipedia is being annoying. Oh, it's not even well, listed here. What's new? You're on his. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm on his Wikipedia. The greatest Wikipedia is the greatest website in the world. Okay. The Oscar-nominated actor was certain producing the new film Cut and Run. Oh my god, I forgot oh, this strong title outfit. Cut and Run. Sorry. Um, a thriller. The pink about sweater. A, 
No, the pink suit. Oh. The pink sweater is a whole other thing. <laughs> um, a thriller about a group of thieves who use supercharged boats to steal from fancy super yachts. Their plot takes a dangerous turn when they pilfer, quote, the wrong thing from the wrong group of people. So we're talking about Fast and the Furious, but instead of doing car robberies, we're talking yachts, super yachts, and speedboats. That but sounds here, awesome. But here's... Is Michael Mann involved? I, Please tell me Michael no, Mann is involved. No, hold on. Well, you're getting to the core of the point here. Sure, that sounds fun if it's directed by somebody fun. Or, like, written by somebody fun. The movie script was penned by John Glenn, who wrote... John Glenn? <laughs> From outer... Did he write it while he this was orbiting... everything! <laughs> he was orbiting the Earth when he wrote this script. Who recently wrote Law Abiding Citizen and Clash of the Titans. Oh. It's like... Go. Sure. Of course, I understand hypothetically that sounds like a fun movie. I just... <sighs> he... I, I, I Can don't I list know you what... all the titles on the Jake Gyllenhaal upcoming projects? As no, I can't. I can't cry again today. MBULA. I can't cry again today. Not after what The I've Division. Rio. Finest Kind. The Interpreter. There's a lot here. The Sun. Suddenly. Well, The Sun is fine. Prophet. Where he plays John Prophet. I'm Francis really... and the Godfather. Combat even, Control. Even that one. Lake Success. Now the in development section: the anarchists versus ISIS. Ah, uh, please, uh, just the lost airmen, the helicopter heist. <laughs> this isn't Snow fun. Blind. I'm not having a good time. Welcome to Vienna. Oblivion song. Okay, first of all, and a suspense novelist's trail of deceptions. Okay, I I take solace in the fact that two of these will get made. <laughs> okay. Uh, and one of them better be the helicopter heist. Okay, I'm there opening well, day. Baby. He's doing an ambulance heist. He's doing a speedboat heist. This guy, I know. Heist. Wait, there's a line. Hold on. There's a line in this in this story I just read. Uh, it got, what did it say? Cut and run marks yet another entry in Gyllenhaal's recent filmography involving transportation-based <laughs> schemes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. All right, let's move on. This is where I'm concerned we might be running into a bit of a hiccup. Uh, are you hiccup. done on your phone? Sure. Uh, number three on my list for the most anticipated. If I was done on my phone, what I need to really lock in here? That's so me. After what I've been through today. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, number three. My number three most anticipated movie of 2022. Don't do it. Nope. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Number one? Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, here well, we are. Whatever. <clears throat> nope. From writer-director Jordan Peele. Of Get Out Us fame. Keen Peele. Yes, of course. Keen, that's, yeah. Keen Peel fame. I mean, I haven't touched down on Keen The Peel. Twilight Zone. Yeah. That's what he's really known for as a Twilight Zone. Producing Candyman. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm out of Jordan Peele credits. Married to Chelsea Peretti. The the greatest credit of all. Is it? Oh, God, I love her. I like of course. her. Um, so, what do we know about Nope? Uh, Nothing. 
other than the fact that it stars um, Daniel Kaluuya. It, well, Daniel Kaluuya, Stephen Young, and honestly, th- the reason this movie is as high as it is obviously has a lot to do with Jordan Peele, but truly the reason is Kiki Palmer, mm. who I love and is so funny and so talented, and I cannot wait to see what she does in this movie. It's like such inspired casting. We don't know anything about the movie. Nothing. Um, we which know it's is, called Nope. We assume it's going to be a similar First vibe. of all, can we just give a round of applause for the title? Fantastic. Uh, it's just it, – I mean, come on. It's just it, – it's just phenomenal. It's great. It's so good. It is no – um, let's see. Oh, boy. No, I'm looking up some of the bad titles that I was wading through this. Oh, every this title. List. The Killer. You said one earlier. Yeah. Like. I'm okay with that. It's fine. Here's I, a movie that didn't make my list. I don't think it'll make ours, but this will be annoying if it does. But. Uh, I was thinking of saying one that you might be saying, and it's well, not on my list. Let's see if we're right. Say it. Uh, Spider-Man. No, it's not on my list. Across the not Spider-Verse. The Part one. I think that's what it's called. Something along those lines. There's, there's a, too much parenthesis. There's a lot I mean, of punctuation. Too many I think it's parentheses. Spider dash verse colon across the spider dash verse parenthesis part one. No more punctuation. No more punctuation movie titles. What a great title. Nope. Nope. Uh, listen, Jordan Peele is directing a movie. We don't know anything about it. Uh, you, you, let's keep it that way. I honestly, this oh. might be one where I try to avoid the trailer. Here's my thing. Don't put one out. That's actually... I love that. It'll never happen. It but. will never happen. But do you think... In a, in a sense, though, I don't know how far away we are from that. Yes. I don't think it would be like a Jordan Peele movie. I don't... I mean, I don't know. It just feels like in this world of... I, I mean, what would get people to the theater more than like hey there's a new jordan peele movie dropping on friday well i think that's the issue right there hey there's a new jordan peele. that's kind of what the trailer does to the general public is inform that the, the, i don't a new know jordan that we peele live movie. in that culture and i don't know i'm not sure i think it's interesting like in this era of surprise album drops and like right how do you get people excited I think at some about point it's anything? gonna happen whereas all of a sudden it's gonna be like wednesday and everyone's gonna be like Hey, uh, Tarantino's movie comes out but on Friday. But it's not even that. I don't think it has to be – I don't think it has to be a surprise movie. Like, Which I think no we can trailer. have a release date and we have a cast. We know who's in it. And then just put it out. It would be fascinating if, like, Marvel tried this or something with, like – Yeah. Where they just kind of hinted that, like, something major is coming. They could even put out ads that, like, don't show anything from the movie. That's just like, we can't show you anything yeah. from this movie because – it's so I don't know. I think it'd be really cool, but I think so too. And this this could could be an amazing movie to, to try it on. But I'm sorry, I stole your number one. Well, that's okay. I, I'll rework my list and put a new number one. Okay, all right. But uh, uh, April or no? I'm sorry, July twenty second, I believe. Nope. 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 I can't wait. It's on my. I have it in the box office challenge. Yeah, July twenty second, Universal. Uh, so that was number one on my list. Can't wait. Uh, I am shuffling my list around now. I'm plugging one that I uh, had removed, and it's going to be number three on my list, which is Babylon. Mm. Okay. Babylon is another one we don't know a ton about. 
Yeah. Um, it is Damien Chazelle's next picture. Uh, really, all we know about this is that it's uh, a period piece taking place in Hollywood. Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie are the stars, and there's a million other people in it. Comes out Christmas. Expected to be an Oscar player. It's a Paramount movie. Damien Chazelle um, kind of needs a bit of a a return. Although, um, yeah, I must say I really liked the astronaut one. First band. There it is. <laughs> his last um, his last feature was First Man in 2018. Yeah. Uh, he's only done three so far, so this is his fourth movie. And I tend to gear these lists whenever I can to, like, you know, we'll, we'll discuss when we get to some honorable mentions, but I'm gearing my list a little more towards honorable some of these mentions. newer filmmakers because the sure the anticipation for, like, you know, we don't entirely know what they are yet. Jordan Peele, you know, uh, Damien Chazelle. It's like these are their third and fourth movies, well, like – there's still so much excitement around and, and something uh, a young talk- career like that with these great directors. Something we've talked about before about making these lists is like it's one thing to sort of do a most anticipated, but then it's also fun to think about it from the perspective of if you could tell me that like right now I could watch any of these movies, yeah. which would I watch? Like Babylon is not in my top five. Famously, you know, um, this isn't a Brad Pitt podcast, but if – uh, it's pro pro Brad Pitt, but okay. You also forgot. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, but you also forgot the Eddie. The Eddie was a show. I know, but yeah. I'm saying he oh, between gotcha, gotcha. that. Well, ever I think everybody forgot about the. Eddie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you had that. Yeah, first man struggled at the box office. Was kind of a critical is, mix, and then the Eddie didn't seem to make much of a. It is funny that like. It's just it has to be so frustrating to be somebody like Damien Chazelle. Like whatever you think about La La Land, La La Land is this thing, and it you know wins Best Picture for five seconds. Um, but <laughs> wait, honestly, there's been a mistake. I Moonlight, know, you guys have won Best Picture. I know we've talked about this five billion times. That's the crazy. That's the craziest moment that's ever happened. The best moment of all time. That's the craziest thing that's ever happened in my life. Was that the best moment Can of all time? Can you imagine? I think people get it now. Listening to this godforsaken podcast every week, <laughs> they announced the wrong winner for best picture. <laughs> Nothing will ever be funnier. That then was seismic. Yeah, it was. You can just... talk about your. Warren Beatty coming back out and trying to like show the card and be like, "Well, this was my confusion. I because he had the wrong card." Should right. we? Should we? Should we do a whole podcast no. about yes the wrong? Could we? Do best we, picture winner. Think we could get Warren. What could we get Warren? <laughs> <laughs> should that be a thing? We try to get Warren Beatty on the podcast. Warren and Faye should host the Oscars this year. I would. I mean, Faye Dunaway to get Faye Dunaway on the podcast. I'm actually going to try. I'm not kidding. I'm going to try to get Faye Dunaway on the podcast. <laughs> Do you think she's ever done a podcast? Who could we get more likely, Faye or uh, Warren? Uh, Faye. Well, I'm sorry for not knowing. Who is the guy who – it's a producer of La La he Land? He producer on La La Land. I forget We could name. get – we should get him. What a moment for him. Oh, we should get him. Oh, no, I'm, I'm gonna, not kidding. I'm going to find him. 
I'm going to find his name right Very now. Very timely. Do, do you think it's timely? We could get him to talk about something well, that happened a long time ago. The, Maybe uh, the worst the moment of his life. five-year anniversary. Jordan Horowitz. Jordan Horowitz. Let's right, see right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what he's done since. <laughs> um, he produced the Eddie. He has a whole section on his Wikipedia called Academy Awards Incident. I'm not kidding. I want to get this guy on the podcast. I want to talk about this. The five-year anniversary. That would be so fun, actually. Hold on. We'll uh, we'll do this off by. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of hits on his resume since La La Land. Well, that's good news for us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, right, where following are him on Twitter. Uh, where are we right now? <laughs> I mean, oh, if you're Jordan Horowitz, why is this your Twitter for all my picture? It should be you holding up the envelope. Of course. Come on. It has to be him saying, Moonlight. Oh, he produced I'm Your Woman. You guys won Best Picture. Oh, he hasn't tweeted. No one has ever he taken hasn't tweeted anything since December. more seriously good? than he took that mistake. That was, oh, what a I'm moment. Your Woman. Oh, his wife. What a night on Twitter, Twitter too. I don't. I was analyzing the footage like the Zapruder film. <laughs> Did you make a movie about you, that? You like focus on a different person each time in the background and see. Oh my god! Who's your favorite? Busy Phillips. Oh, you mean on stage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and the cr- oh the crowd shot. Though. Oh, the crowd shots are great too. But Busy I, Phillips cannot believe it. I love the guy who Meryl Streep. I love the other La La Land producer who found out earlier and just went. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to continue my acceptance speech. He was like, eh, I doubt that doesn't seem right. I'm just going to keep rolling with, <laughs> yeah. with the fact that we won. And then he was like, whatever, I get my speech. But what makes that moment even crazier is the fact that Moonlight then wins, which is such a great moment. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. It just felt, it's just chaos. Perfect moment. Just unbelievable. The Oscars have never been better. Oh, no, not at all. We should do, we need to do an episode. That's five where- years ago. Is that right? Yeah. five The five-year anniversary of the Oscars flub heard around the world. That's insane. Five years? Yeah. God. We need to do a pod before the Oscars this year, what we would do with the Oscars telecast. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we'll compare that to whatever nonsense they do. <laughs> I'm already... I'm, I'm, I'm Cut not... the shorts! No, of course. <laughs> shorts um, are on the pre-show. No, shorts are on the... They go to the... the Governor's Awards, whatever. Uh, sorry, is uh, you know, s- sorry to your animated ball of cheese or whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, Damien Chazelle. Oh, it has to be so difficult. Like he makes La La Land this huge thing, sure, and then it's like he makes First Man, uh-huh. this movie that's like it wasn't my favorite movie of all time, but it's like. I've been meaning Good. to rewatch it for four years. And everyone's now. like, oh, God, this guy's such a bust. You're like, he's like, I'm just trying to fucking make movies. Like, eh. it's well, not it, like he went and made like a Nazi, like, like propaganda film. <laughs> it was like, oh, he like made this like thing. This well, what's funny movie. is like the more you the more you put out is like, right, the more hatred because when exactly. he made Whiplash. That was right. his debut feature, and everybody loved it. It's like this indie critical hit. It's getting it. It's winning an Oscar for best supporting actor. It's, yeah, 
getting nominated and all sorts of things. And then he does La La Land, and, like, that's a big hit, and it's a favorite for Best Picture. But, like, some people start to turn on, like, actually, uh-huh. La La Land sucks. And actually, then, yeah. And then, you know, the, it continues on that path. So annoying. So. And, of course, I was the person driving that narrative. Well, yeah, of course. Um, You're very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, you are correct in the sense that it's, like, it does feel like there are so many stakes on... Oh, my computer's about to fucking die. Oh um, God. I forgot I unplugged it. We're gonna lose this record. Plug it in. I'm probably for the best. Um, <laughs> but it, it, you're right though in the sense that it does feel oh, he's like trying to talk as he plugs <laughs> in the computer. Yeah, I can do. I, famously, yeah. we never have any tech issues, so this is a good idea. Oh my God, I'm scared. Can you talk? Yeah, plug it in. I'm scared. I'm gonna touch something. Just stop talking. Uh, Babylon, by the way, good title. One word. So, yeah, I I, I'm I into like it. it. But you're right. I don't know. I don't know what it means. No, um, never, never quite touched down on what that word means. Um, but you're right, though, in the sense that it's a David d- Gray song. <laughs> oh my God, bless. That's he how li- I should have started this section. He listens. Um, the you're right in the sense that Babylon feels sort of like a a make or break. Damien just. <laughs> What's that? My David Gray. That's a pretty bad impression. No, it's pretty good. Spotify, the Spotify app, when I played this song, says David Gray has. Spotify! (laughs) They're canceled! (laughs) 2,309,366 monthly listeners of David Gray. Does that seem high or low? Well, 2.3 million monthly listeners? No, I mean, that sounds right. How okay. many people in the world? 5 million? Yeah, He. Five. No, that sounds about right. He made more than one song? Oh, yeah. You know this one. I do? This is his most popular one, according to Spotify Play. Wait, Cow. really? Yeah. Hold on. All right, let's see. Never heard this. Really? What's it called? This year's love. Yeah, it might shock you. David Gray was never really a touchstone for me. Sail away. A cover? Is that come sail away? Please forgive me. Why are we doing? What? Why is this a David Gray? Because this one's called Babylon. We could get him on the podcast. No, it is David Gray. I mean, in like the mid two thousands, we really just let any white man with a guitar do whatever they wanted to do. <laughs> I mean, really. Sure. And we got some good tunes out of it. I'm still looking for one. Uh, it does feel like a make or break moment for Damon Chazelle in the sense of like, <laughs> is he going to be? Will he continue to sort of be this like respected auteur? Right. Or. Is he going to be maybe be something else? Is that unfair to put on him? Of course, and but whatever. But it, it's an it interesting feels like an moment in his career, yeah, an important turning point for sure. So if this one doesn't do well or isn't critically received, like he's still like this movie's coming out on Christmas Day, so it's still getting a premiere spot, Oscar. It's Brad. It's Oscar Margo. Time. You know, this is yeah, big stars. Yeah, big production. Yeah, period I, I, piece. Yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, I, I, I. I'm excited for it. Me too. All right, your number. All right, hold on. I messed up my numbering system now because I moved 
because I, I canceled Nope. I do want to so say before Babylon I get to, before I get three? to my number before I get to my number two, uh, I do want to put an asterisk because now. I put I if you had gotten to Nope before me, I had put a no, like a backup. Okay, my backup. Wait, uh, are you about to reveal a backup? Because I might still have it. So don't you? Let me tell you, you don't. <laughs> um, if you you don't have, I'm gonna do backup and I have my number one, number two. You don't have them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just love you, but you don't. Um, my my backup to um Nope is a movie called Apollo Ten and a Half. That is my number one. Okay. Um, what is that? Richard Linklater. Uh, of course, who directed the before? Oh, I think this is the one that I was saying is was definitely going to be on your list. Really? Before we started recording, I could be wrong. Interesting. Who's in this one? Well, it's animated. Oh no, this isn't the one then. Yeah. Um, is he doing two movies this year? I don't know. This is sort of in the in the vein of he's done these movies before, like Awaking Life and Scanner Darkly, where it's this like um, rotoscope. Is what, yeah, is what you're looking for. sort of combining live action and computer hand-drawn animation stuff. Um, takes place during the 1969 moon landing, uh, but follows the fantasies of children back on Earth, uh, sort of inspired by Richard Linklater's childhood where he grew up in Houston, directed from his own script, um, a, a voice cast, and well, voice and I guess just cast of, including Jack Black, Glenn Powell, um, just sounds like Richard Linklater could do anything, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, he's uh, had a yeah, he's had a fascinating run, and just doesn't just doesn't late, seem to care. He just stuff. does what he, yeah, he just does what he wants to do, and I really appreciate that. It just sounds fun. It sounds like a very personal, cool thing. Um, so that was gonna be my nope. Oh, backup. okay. This was yeah. I was confusing that with I, I know what I had as it's okay. probably gonna be your number one. All right. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, my, probably. Uh, my number two is Top Gun Maverick. Okay, there it is. Let's go. I've waited three plus years. For two back to back Glenn Powell movies. Movie. Look at Glenn Powell. He's in. Oh. Uh, He's engaged to a friend of mine. Oh, wow. I want to say friend. I haven't seen her in probably three years, but. Top Gun Maverick. I, I do consider her a friend. Top Gun Maverick was supposed to come out. 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, we're finally getting it for real this time. That's what it should be called. How do you know? Top Gun Maverick for How real. How do you know? For real this time. I don't know, I guess. May 27th. Ooh, we can go see it for my birthday. When's your birthday? May 24th. Oh, really? Oh, really? Now, let me. Oh, now, no. Let oh, me, no. Let me All just right. say. Hold on. Let I have just bad say. news. Oh, no. When, you, when, you, when I Google search Top Gun Maverick. When you get down to the Google, people also ask, is Top Gun Maverick still coming out? <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> oh. I mean, I guess I want right, people well, to go on. I uh, guess uh, I want people to go see it. A couple questions down is I drafted Is it. Top Gun Maverick a true story? So oh, here we no. are. Well, the best and bravest are on the internet. The, the trailer for Top Gun Maverick was posted on July eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Wow. So almost two years later, it's coming out. Maybe three. What year is it? It's twenty twenty two. It is, isn't it? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Seriously, 
It's 2022, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we we had this conversation the other day when, like, we are everything is so <laughs> crazy. Well, the when calendar pe- on my phone doesn't say the year, and it's throwing me off. Oh, there we go. But no, like people now will be like three years ago it was supposed to come out when people. Well, the trailer came out. Well, three sure. years. Um, I think it wasn't supposed to come out for like another year, right? It wasn't like July 2020. Well. I think the original release date, hold on. I mean, it got boot. It was originally scheduled to come out in July 2019, but it got pushed. Like a year before that, it got pushed. Got it. Then it got pushed to June 2020. Then it got pushed to December 2020. Then it got pushed to July 2021. And then it got pushed to November 2021. And now here we are. It's scheduled for May 2022. Wow. We've reached that point where people will say... That's an interesting fact. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's a fact or not, but... uh, Netflix and Apple TV tried to purchase the distribution rights to the film, but Paramount has refused to sell them. Mm. It'll be streamed on Paramount plus 45 days after its theatrical release. Ooh, I didn't know that when I drafted it. (laughs) 45 days is plenty of time. I hope so. But we've reached that point where people will say to me, like, oh, somebody's doing their rescheduled wedding. It, like, got postponed in, like... May 2020 because of COVID. And I'm like, you mean May 2021? <laughs> and they're like, no, May 2020. And I was like, I was like, well, that was too. I'm like, oh. Yeah. We've just been living in this for two years now. Yes. 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 Yeah. Great. Yeah, we have. It's been fun, though. It's been a fun two years. Oh, I've, oh time in my life. <laughs> So my number two, Top Gun Maverick, was my number two last year as well. Um, not a great sign, I suppose, after how last year went. But here we are. If this movie doesn't come out this year, we riot. <laughs> well, I'm storming the Paramount offices. You can and making riot. Them screen you can it riot. I'll be. Uh, I won't be joining you there. What? Why? Although I did draft it, so I need it more than you, honestly. Oh, fair. Yeah, I'll come riot. I'll throw a pitchfork. Um, All right, your number one? number two. Oh, number two. Number two. I um, did I go first? How have I already – did I go first? Wait. What's your list so far? Wait. I have I have number five, The Northman. What was my number five? Oh, oh The Killer. Number – oh, you're a four. Number four, My Policeman. <laughs> my number four was Ambulance. Those go together nicely. Well, that's nice. It's a good number double th- feature, My Policeman and Ambulance. All right, let's go. Number three, Nope. Number three, Babylon. And then my my little asterisk, Apollo 10 and a half. That's why. Yeah. Okay. That's how we went out of order here. Oh, did we? I didn't even. Okay. Well, because you gave your your asterisk pick instead of your real number two. Got it. Okay. So my here's, number two is Top Gun Maverick. Your number two is. Here's what I'm gonna say about my number two. Uh-oh. This might be my number one if I knew for sure it was coming out. Okay. Don't know for sure. But my number two is a movie called Beth and Don. Yes. From writer-director Nicole Holofcener, starring icon legend goddess Julia Louis-Dreyfus. The two are back after collaborating on 2013's Enough Said, which is an absolutely pitch-perfect movie. Never seen it. That is insane. I'll watch it for when this one comes out. I want to watch that right now. That... I Honestly, I might pull it up after we're done. Like, it is... If you haven't seen Enough Said... Starring JLD and the late James Gandolfini. Uh, 
watch it. It's excellent. All right. So Nicole Holofcener, one of my favorite writer directors. She's incredible. She friends with money, lovely and amazing. Please give. She's just so funny and lovely. Uh, I cannot wait for this movie. This. We don't know that much about it. Julie is the only member of the cast announced. I think filming has started. Um, basically, the premise is uh, Julia plays a novelist whose marriage starts to deteriorate after she overhears her husband offering up a frank assessment of her work. Oh. Wait, we don't know who the husband is yet? We don't know any other cast member. So that's why I'm... We don't We don't know Don. In, we don't know the titular Don. For some reason, I thought we knew Don. I don't believe we do. Okay. Um, I mean, Nicole Holofcener's career is also very interesting. Like, she doesn't... Like, she she wrote Can You Ever Forgive Me? The Melissa McCarthy. Okay, uh, that's but, a great But, you movie. know, didn't direct. Also, do you remember what movie she co-wrote this year that you have seen? Uh... The Last Duel! Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, helped write the Jodie Comer parts or whatever. Yes, um, yes. That's great. I, I I can't listen. I can't wait. It's 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 right up my alley, and I, I I hope it comes out this year. I I it like I said, it might be my number one if I knew it was for sure. But Beth and Don number two, which leads me to my number one. There were a lot of ways I could go here. I'm worried. Okay, okay. I'm worried about something. But go on. Yeah. Okay, whatever. My number one. I'll play the teaser. Okay, we officially have a problem with our list. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Unless I've missed something. Some new teaser. No, it's not a new teaser. There yeah. is a teaser, though. Uh, okay. okay, well, even worse, then. Oh, what is going on? For some reason, I can't play I also have, fully have no idea where you're going. I guess the, uh, audio-wise, the teaser isn't much. What is that? It's Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, wow. Number one on my most anticipated list. Wow. Olivia Wilde's second feature film. Wow. Booksmart was one of my very favorites of the year. Incredible. A few years back. Incredible. What, 2019. Told you, told you a guy next to me on the flight was watching Booksmart the other day. Yeah, came home. I triggered some memories. I mean, Booksmart. Booksmart. I, I think it ended up being my third favorite movie of 2019. We don't talk enough about Booksmart. I'll just leave it at that. Um, you mentioned Harry Styles earlier. What a year. I mean, oh. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Florence Pugh is the star. Do you th – I mean – like, this movie, I, I'm so excited for this. Don't Worry, Darling, in many ways, does feel like the perfect movie for this podcast. Yes. Harry sure. Styles, Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh. Mm. It's kind of this beautiful intersection of, like, the two of us. <laughs> Gemma Chan. That makes sense, right? Don't you think? Chris Pine. Yeah, take it or leave. Take My or leave least favorite of the Chris's. Oh, no, no way. Please. Please. Least favorite of the Chris's? Who are the... What Chris's do you have in mind? Chris Pratt! Oh, 
I don't consider. I, I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. There are four Chris's. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Hemsworth, Pine is Evans, three. Pine, and Pine Pratt. Pine is three. Pratt I'm, is forever fourth. Yeah. Chris Pine doesn't get enough credit for crying at the Oscars <laughs> during the John Legend and Common performance of I the Selma think, song. Well, I think about it every day, so I don't. I mean, one of the one of the greatest reaction shots of all time. It's just, you know, man, you see something like that and you think. Hmm. Should I just move to Texas? <laughs> what? Just you know, move to Texas. You know what I mean? Is Chris Pine from Texas? He might be. Him. I don't know. Um, thrilled for the or, or thrill, uh, thrilled, thrilled for this movie. That doesn't matter. Oh, thrilled for this film. Yeah. <laughs> very, very excited. This is. I mean, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde started dating as they were making this movie. Wow. Whew. Do you um, think that they're gonna last? Also, oh, isn't it interesting no that, chance. like, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeik... Wait, when did... Did they break up post-Booksmart? They did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad to me. I liked them. I mean, she feel. Listen, she feels a little insufferable. <laughs> sure. But mm. the insufferable people make the best directors. Is that true? I just said it out loud sure. without thinking about whether it's true. But I think it is true. Sounds like a T-shirt they would sell in like the A24 gift shop. <laughs> I should, uh, you should propose that. Interesting. Here's the premise for Don't Worry, Darling, apparently. Uh, a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding, hiding disturbing secrets. I have no idea what any of that means. But I'm interested in the tonal shift here. Booksmart obviously was a comedy with heart. This sure. seems to be some sort of thriller thing i'm just i'm just anticipating this you know this is it's a little higher than um well i was gonna say it's a little higher than nope but i originally had nope number one on my list so oh, I'm, right. I'm just lying um <laughs> it's higher than nope because we've seen jordan peele do it a couple times already so there's a little less mystery and right what, like is this gonna second be second feature after a great start to a career is this always, gonna be her la la land always the most anticipated time is this gonna be her la la land is this gonna be her you know, pulp fiction. To me on that. Pulp fiction, second feature. Well, no, um, I was I was looking the opposite direction. Oh, oh of like a bad, prize. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, there's many examples. Feature, I, I won't be thinking of one on the spot. Feature. I won't be thinking of one on the spot. <laughs> anyway, uh, don't worry, darlings. My number one. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. So I, why did you think we had a problem on the podcast? Okay, so. I purposely left the movie off my top five because I was convinced it would be in your top five. Oh, I did the same thing, kind of. But, and then I but thought we didn't about do it. it for the same one, or do we? Huh? Have I mentioned the one you were thinking of yet? No. Should we say it on three? Yeah. One, two, three. Killers, Killers of, of the, the Flower Moon. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it because I was like, well, he's going to be on his list. I kind of, I almost put it, and then I was like... I, I ultimately, I stand by my list. You're more excited for ambience, yeah. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't I mean, know what you mean? I wanted to put, to have a little bit of variety in my list in terms of like, you know, sure, not straight like auteur, director, Oscar-y yeah, of course, movies on there. Well, hold on. I'm gonna grab my list of my predicted five for you. Gotcha. Um. And so, like, oh, it's right over here. 
Um, so something like Nope and Don't Worry Darling, because they're so early in these directors' career versus like a, you know, a Scorsese movie. Obviously, I'm yeah. So this movie is Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was on my extended list, of course. It's uh, Jesse Plemons is starring in it. DiCaprio and De Niro are in it. Like, of course, this is massive. It's it's an Apple Apple thing slash Paramount. So it looks like it'll get a theatrical release. Yeah. Um, we assume it's no, going to... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, sorry. sorry. I think it's a co-produced between yes, Apple and, yes. and Paramount. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> it's... We assume it's going to come out late in the year and be a big Oscar-type player. Yeah. November, December range. Yeah. Uh, no release date yet, I don't believe. I uh, don't believe so. But yeah, that, that's With that kind being of like, said, surprise... That, this movie should be grandfathered onto our list because, of course... Sure. From from the grandpa himself, Marty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was like I felt kind of ridiculous not having it on my list, but ultimately, for the record, Just to make I cut ambulance. So I, I got five titles written down. Yeah, what you got? I thought your number one was going to be Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Uh, number two, I had Nope. Okay. Three, I had The Killer. Okay. Four, I had Babylon. Okay. And five, I had Canterbury Glass. Oh, a movie we have not discussed yet, and is not my number one. I drafted it in the box office draft. Yeah, David O. Russell. You know, every person in Hollywood in it, despite you know knowing that he's quite the asshole. People still signing up. Um, <laughs> no, so I did pretty his, well. His movies I don't good. I don't love as much. Like I, I'm excited to to see it, but it's not. I mean, I should have put Top Gun and Ambulance, I guess. I should have, like, varied it a little bit more. I knew you were going to pick something like that. I guess. Yeah, I wanted to... to but pretty good. A little variety pretty good. There. I'm proud of okay, myself. Nice, nice job. Good good prediction. Thank you. All right. So, I'm predictable, I suppose. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so my number one, we're here. My most anticipated movie of 2022. You think you know what it is. I sure. do. Can I guess? I already forgot the title. Hang on. Is it... Well, let me tell you. my. I have two guesses. Okay. Well, I'll give you a hint. Uh, the title uh, are your least two favorite words. Hmm. Okay, my first guess was white noise. So that's incorrect? I don't know what that is. Okay. What is white noise? It's uh, Noah Baumbach. Oh yeah, I yeah I saw that. I don't know if that's happening or not. And Adam I, Driver and Greta Gerwig... Starring, certainly excited for it, but it, okay. Even, even okay, so hold on. <laughs> so here, my other guess is, I believe the one that, that you're going with here is it uh, women talking? That would be correct. <laughs> yeah. Your two least favorite words. It's called women talking. Yeah. Well, only when they're together is, are those my <laughs> least favorite words. <laughs> Listen, my number one most I love talking. Movie. And I love women. Well, yeah, of course. You hate when women are talking. Uh, <laughs> How dare you. Women talking, my, my most anticipated movie of the year. I mean, you could have told me the title. Don't even need to know who's involved. It's like, sign me up. Sign <laughs> me up. There's going to be some women talking. <laughs> oh, take my money. I should have really predicted this for you. It helps, of course, that the movie uh, is – well, it's based on a book. It's, it's directed and co-written by Sarah Pauly who uh, hasn't been seen for a very long time. Her, the last thing that she directed was uh, Stories We Tell, this documentary, I think, in 
2013 that is very good. Uh, but she directed Away From Her, which Julie Christie was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Mm. It's like incredible. Um, she did Women take... Talking. Yeah. That's a good title. And, you know, some of the titular... Getting right to the point here. Some of the titular women would be... Ooh, yeah. Who you got? Frances McDormand. Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley, the new uh, She's in Everything. Of yeah, the year. I know. I know. Uh, Claire Foy. Rooney Mara. Ben Wishaw. Wait. Ben Wishaw? Hold on a second. No. Not a woman. Not a woman. I mean, close. Is he talking? <laughs> I'll just look at him. Um, listen, can't wait. You know, whatever. I can't wait. It, it, the oh the premise I guess I should get into. Let me read this. You're you will be rolling your eyes, but this is going to involve some. I want to read this book. Women uh, talking. God, I hope so. Um, a group of women in an isolated Mennonite religious colony in Bolivia. Are you asleep yet? <laughs> oh God. As they struggle to reconcile their faith with a string of sexual assaults committed by the colony's men. Oh, this actually sounds good. Sounds great. I want to read. Apparently, the book is great. I want to read the book before the movie. Listen, I'm in. I love it. Let's go. Women talking. It's about time. It's about time. No. <laughs> no, go, no, finish this thought. No, we would all love for you to finish this Do thought. Do we already have this on the view? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was, yeah, that was the original title of the view. <laughs> what do you think about it, the view? Terrible title. Awful. The views. The, the view? The views. The views is better. Still not great. I love how the talk came around. The didn't talk really is even great. Try, didn't really even try to switch up. It's a better title, though. The talk is better. The like, view. We're just going to absolutely copy your entire show, <laughs> and the, the title is going to be pretty much the same. Yeah. I can't and wait then we have, And also, and don't forget, here comes the real. I'm ready for the taste. <laughs> Wait, the taste was already a show. The touch? The taste was a show. What about the touch? Mm. We have the view, the talk, oh, the taste, the touch, the smell. The smell. Her smell? Ooh, never saw it. Me neither. Never saw it. Mm. I'll fire that up after enough said tonight. <laughs> there you go. Um, <clears throat> all right, so count down your top five. Oh, maybe? sure. Uh, number five, The Northman. Number four, My Policeman. Number three, Nope. Number two, Beth and Don. And number one, Women Talking. And my five were number five, The Killer. Number four, Ambulance. Number three, my order got all screwed up here because I. Number three, Babylon. Number two, Top Gun Maverick. And number one, Don't Worry, Darling. So briefly, I mean, how are you feeling about this? year ahead uh i am very optimistic about this year ahead and in part because of my extended list things that i uh cut out here that we are yeah sure at least purportedly getting uh hopefully getting in this calendar year um my last cuts were killers of the flower moon we've discussed already scorsese um my next to last cut was a movie called men what, have, what did you just say? Might make a nice uh, double feature with women talking. I mean... Men and women talking? Has there ever been something... But I mean, I talked about Don't Worry Darling being a perfect sort of like 
dichotomy <laughs> of or like like a boiled down version of what this podcast is. No, I think it might actually be me saying my most anticipated movie is women talking, and then you'd and my, be like, my most my most anticipated movie is called Men. <laughs> well, look, once I lay out the description here, you'll be on board. Um, that is, if I can find it. What is Men? I know I've uh, Men is Alex Garland's new movie. Ah, yes, 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 yes. He of Ex Machina, and isn't and Jesse Buckley in that? Jesse Buckley is in that. That's, that's what that's what made me think that. Yeah. Um. Where did it go? I seem to have lost it. Oh, we lost men. God, if only. Oh, you know what? All well, right, wait, here if it we is. lost all men. This is an A24 movie. Jesse Buckley's star. Uh, the premise, a young woman goes on a solo vacation in the English countryside after the, yeah, after the death, death of her ex-husband. Okay, fine. So it's not about men. It's it about a little bit like The Lost Daughter. but Yeah, but it's, you know, it'll be weirder. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, very excited for that one. For sure. <clears throat> that was on my extended list. Now uh, that I know it's not about men, I'm in. What? Now that I know it's not about men, I'm in. Gotcha. Uh, also on my suspended, extended list was the Spider-Man. I can't even say the whole stupid title again. Yeah. Across the Spider-Verse sequel. Mm-hmm. Spider-Verse, great movie. Fantastic movie. Um, interesting premise for the sequel perhaps at sure. least what i've read up oscar isaac on board playing a spider-man from the future or something love it uh i am excited for knives out 2 mm-hmm. i'm excited for avatar 2 okay lost me there i'm excited for the batman and it's three hour runtime god i'm excited for blonde if that ever comes out i know i thought about yeah i don't i just don't I have no idea what's happening with that and I don't know if this one is for sure going to make it out this year, but um, this almost made my list as well. But The Whale, yeah. Darren Aronofsky's new movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, excited might not be the right word <laughs> based on the uh, dis- plot description, uh, which well, is... Well, it's a year of Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser is also in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Big comeback. Uh, here is the premise for The Whale. Are you ready? No. Have you read this? Yeah, of course. Uh, a 600-pound middle-aged man named Charlie tries to reconnect with his 17-year-old daughter. The two grew apart after Charlie abandoned his family for his gay lover who later died. Charlie then went on to binge eat out of pain and guilt. Yeah, I mean, is there is there such thing as a future biopic? Because that sounds like my life. <laughs> the Whale. That's a good title. I mean, the whale is a good title. Uh, we have no. some good titles. I'm I'm excited for the whale. I, I think that's going to be very. Nope. I mean, Brendan Fraser. I mean, should we say it now? I mean, best actor, front runner, sight unseen. For I mean, to call somebody a front runner, but Brendan Fraser, could we see him with the Dolby <laughs> in a year's time? Oh, I mean, that that's like a perfect Oscar story. Brendan Fraser. That's exactly right. We haven't heard anything about him in. Since the mummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now here he is. Working with Aronofsky. What has Brendan been doing recently? Well, I was going to say something. I won't say it. Brendan Fraser. Uh, while you're looking up what he's been doing, uh, the other movies that were on my... Oh, he's in No Sudden Move. Oh, that's right. A movie I saw. Uh, and... 
got in a few eps of The Affair. Mm, love that. Uh, and those are mixed in with about 20 plus things I've never heard of. Yeah. It would be great. I th- it would be such a fun... I mean, like, even if the movie is half good and he's decent, it just feels like a thing. It's like, the narrative of that is so difficult. Well, to he's, he ignore. did this... Aronofsky already did this with Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rourke. The Mickey Rooney comeback would be fascinating. <laughs> now that'd I'm be, not going to be here for that. Now that'd be a story. <laughs> uh... The one okay, so also on my sort of long, I don't worry, darling. Uh, I had the whale. I had the killer. The other ones, just briefly, uh, spaceman. What's that? Adam Sandler. Oh, you're thinking of Lightyear. <laughs> I thought no, spaceman. The Adam Sandler, Carrie Mulligan thing that's going to be coming to Netflix. That it, everything about it feels very like eh, this might not be happening for a bit. Gotcha. But I don't know much about this. Uh, Love Carrie Mulligan though. Of course, uh, she said is also on my list. Carrie Mulligan as well. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, about uh, the Harvey Weinstein, uh, the the writers who helped uncover all of that. Right, write a, exactly. You know, that's very much up my alley. Um, double feature with women talking. <laughs> please, uh, the actor. I thought you were bringing this up earlier. For Which one's that? Ryan Gosling. Oh right, right, right. This might have actually made my five if I knew that it was coming out. Mostly. I need Gosling back. You need a go- I need Gosling, Gosling back. A, Gosling-assance? I need him back. The Gosling-assance. And, uh, like, not to bring it back to Jake, but it always is bring. And listen, he can make whatever... Do whatever you want to do. I need Jake in more stuff like this. I need Jake in ambulance and boat heist movies. Whatever. He does. Jake does plenty of stuff like this. His no, whole career does, is littered with stuff like this. He does things that he thinks are this. What is this? The actor? Yeah, sounds... Uh, Who's directing it? I forget. Hold on. What about the... Um, speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Gosling, what about the Bradley Cooper? Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say, what about... Uh, no, I was just thinking of another actor. The Gray Man. In that same realm. Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans... Oh, right, Russo right. Russo Brothers thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's not going to be on the list. I was thinking of, uh, watch it. what's it called? Uh, the Leonard Bernstein thing? See, uh, uh, Maestro. Maestro, this is, there See, it is. this is, the problem with naming something the actor is I just Googled the actor Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, here he is. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, not a great title. Um, Can't make the top five list with a title like that. Uh, bah, 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 bah. You need a title the actor, like Amuel. An adaptation of a, of a book called Memory. Duke Johnson is directing. Bah, 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 bah. Who's Duke uh, Johnson? He'll play the role of Paul Cole. Not to be confused. Paula with Cole? Paul. Okay. Where have all the Ryan Goslings gone? That's what I've been asking. Who must deal with his damaged memory as he struggles to rebuild his life after being left for dead and hospitalized in 1950s Ohio? Where have my actors gone? <laughs> Where is my... Duke Johnson directed Anomalisa, which I never saw. Yes! That's right. Thank you. I, I couldn't remember what he had done. Um, Yeah, love it. Of course. I mean, come on. The actor? The actor, Ryan Gosling? Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, uh, Any other uh, on your extended Only one other one, and that is uh, Poor Things, the new Yorgos Lanthimos. 
Oh, yes. Lanthimos? Lan- I, be- I believe Lanthimos. so. Lanthimos. Lanthimos. Sure. His new movie, Emma Stone, back after working with him uh, in The Favorite. Uh, yeah, I mean, sort of have to mention that. Um, Disappointment Boulevard? No. Listen, Ari Aster said that thing is going to be like eight hours long. Really? I, yeah. That's great. He said, no, it's not. It's a good title. It is great. We, God, we've had this conversation before. Uh, Ari, Ari Aster, for those listening, directed Midsomar. My tongue hurts. And before that, directed, what was it called? Hereditary? Hereditary. There it is. I couldn't remember what it was called. Jesus. Uh, two movies that I was impressed by but didn't love. Therefore, it didn't quite make my list. Fair enough. Always excited to see what he'll do. I, I, it's, I don't need it to be... He literally said it's going to be like five hours long. Love that. No. Shut up. Not everything I say I hate, you have to say you love. <laughs> a five-hour long movie, I hate it. Oh, I love that. That's kind of a thing. I love that. It's kind of a thing. You complained about the Batman earlier. No, I'm into it. No, you're not. I'm actually genuinely okay with Batman runtime being that long. Oh, uh, also, we haven't talked about Black Panther, which would wasn't even on my long list, I guess. But Black Panther, I'm I'm looking forward to if it comes out this year. But I'm uh, I'm out on Marvel. No interest. I'll see it. More of a DC guy. Actually, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm not really into any of it, but. Okay. Um, Spider Verse is Marvel thing, I guess. Right, so I was I'm gonna say I'm into that. Spider Verse and I mean, I think I, it'll just be interesting to see what they do with Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. And the for first sure. Black the, Panther movie is great. Like I agree I, on, I, on all counts. I think it'll be. Yeah, we'll see what happens. The superhero here. movies that I'm most excited for this year are, are definitely Spider Verse and the Batman. I think the Batman would probably. Well, yeah, I think so too. Those two, like Thor, I'm excited for Thor, but. Batman I can't get excited and Spider for Thor. and Spider Verse would be probably be my top two as well. Okay. Wow. Look at us. This is exciting. I mean, the year ahead. The year ahead. It's almost indeed. like a clean slate. Like we're sort of at that point now. I think Avatar Two should have made my list. Okay. Well, I wish it had. Just so I could. Oh, I'm gonna rework this real quick. Of you more. Yeah, I think your top five should be Ambulance. I can't say it. Ambulance. Can I just say that whenever the Jake Gyllenhaal boat heist, super yacht heist on super fast speedboats movie comes out. That's probably going to be the title. It'll be number one. What's a good title for a boat heist movie? Boat heist. Yacht heist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Splash. (laughs) That's never been taken. Yeah. We should do splash. I like one word titles. I know, me too. Nope. Boat. Boat. <laughs> it's just honestly, if you just title boat. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal in boat. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean ambulance. That's I'm a good title. You. Hey, I'm in. Well listen, here we are. The years in front of us. Clean slate. I'm excited to see where we're gonna go. What are we doing next week? No idea. I wrote this down, I think. Hold on. Everyone's on the edge of their seats. Next week on the Popcorn Boys, you will be treated to a discussion about... Oh! Next week is huge. Next week is Oscars predictions. Oh. This is gigantic. We're doing that next week? And then... 
Yeah, because nom- Oscar nomination predictions. Yeah, because nominations themselves come out on uh, February eighth. Okay. So next week is predictions. Week after that, we react and see where we are. Oh, let's go! Oh, I'm excited. We'll oh. say this now. I think we do out. So, I mean, this will be absolute chaos, and it'll be a five-hour-long episode. But I think we mm, – do we predict every category outside of the shorts? That's shorts a, belong on the pre-show, of course. That's a course. lot. Uh, I don't know. We'll discuss. Okay. Obviously, we'll do predictions for the main – Am I going to come up with five predictions for costume design? Cruella in a cakewalk. Is that the favorite? Should be. Anyway, we'll figure it out. But Oscars, uh, Oscar predictions for certainly the uh, the big boys next week. Man. Let's go. It's ex- I mean, it's Oscar season, baby. This is, this exciting. Is a, next week is the official kickoff of Oscar season. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Ah, uh, All right. Well, this is fun. I'm going to put on Enough Said now. You want to watch? You going to watch what? Enough Said. I'll make some popcorn. We can watch Enough Said. Oh, sounds great. I'm actually going to do that. Well. So you're free to stick around. Okay. Okay. So long, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. What? Don't do that. See you next week. No, I get the last word. Say something. Good night. Bye. I guess I can edit this. I can (laughs) cut you off at any point. Okay, bye.